G'day countrymen, welcome to Phoenix Rising, the Alec Dumaji Chronicles. I'm Alec Dumaji, enjoy the show. G'day all your mob, no matter where you are around Australia, I hope you're enjoying NADOC week. It is NADOC week 2021 or 2001. Now NADOC stands for National Aboriginal and Islander Day of Celebration. It's turned into a week, so they should actually change the acronym or change the, the name of it to National Aboriginal Islander Week of Celebration. So it, it'd be called NAWOC. Wouldn't be NADOC, it'd be NAWOC. So it's actually NAWOC week. Happy NAWOC week, Delray. You gotta talk, you gotta say something, you can't just hang out back there. Welcome to Phoenix Rising, the Alec Dumbaji Chronicles. This is, uh, I think this is our ninth episode now. We're getting up there, nine, nine episodes. Now, the last episode I did was called Sons, and it featured my son, Bailey Dumbaji. So I thought it's only, I guess, fitting and fair that this episode be called Daughters, and I bring on one of my beautiful, amazing, talented daughters. This is Delray George, known as Bambalada, Bumby, and she's lived with us on and off over the last 10 years uh, down at Byron Bay, at Mullumbimby, going to school. Went back to Doomadji for a little bit and then came back uh, to live with us. She's now living in Brisbane and attending school down there. Delray, introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Delray George, but my bush name is Bambalada. Now, Bambalada, who gave you that name? Uh, I think my dad. Dad gave you that? You want to know why he gave you that name? Mm, Do you know? No, not really. Uh, so, Bambalada. Bambalada was our Auntie Hannah Barclay's name. And uh, Auntie Hannah was a proper law woman from the wine. You got a tribe, lived that with us at Najibara when we were kids. So, he decided to name you after Auntie Hannah. Um, and and yeah. that's your name, your uh your 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 uh, what you mean, your grandmother or no your bubby no I better find out what was the right one but anyway that's where you got the name from from our auntie Hannah um, Hannah Barkley uh, she's from uh, our old Bubbit, old uh, Limerick and our Bubbit was Louis so they're Najaburra people so Delray how old are you now I'm fifteen you need to talk a bit closer to the, to the microphone darling. I'm fifteen you're fifteen years old um, fifteen years old uh, what grade in school are you Grade 10. And uh, you attend school in, in Brisbane at the moment. We're not going to tell everyone which school you go to because yeah. we want to keep some privacy. Can't have your mob rocking up to her school wanting her autograph or photos with her. We just don't roll like that, bro. That's just that how we happen. Anyway, um, so you go to school in Brisbane. Uh, where did you attend school before Brisbane? Uh, Dumaji. All right, in Dumaji. What, what is, what's life like living in Dumaji? Tell me a little bit about your life in Dumaji. Not that good. We had no cars. We used to walk around. Mm-hmm. No good educations and stuff like that. So so you didn't have really good education. Is it because it's an Aboriginal school or because it's an Aboriginal community? Or so, Tell me about the no the education standard, I guess, in Doomadji compared to the school that you're attending now. I guess the teachers really didn't care about um, Aboriginal kids and all that stuff. I just let them do whatever, sit around in class and all that. And that's in the Dumaji school. Yes. Uh, is is that, is that normal? That can't be. That can't be normal, right? That, that cannot be normal. Or, or is that is that how you felt, or, or is that how it it happened in Dumaji? Yeah, that's how it felt for me. 
All right. So you didn't find, I guess, your groove there. You and being an Aboriginal school, you'd think having having you know, I guess, the majority of Aboriginal kids going to school there, you'd think it'd probably be a little bit more, um, I guess, safe and 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 also a lot more, uh, I guess, uh, culturally appropriate with the teachers knowing what to do with your mob. Yeah, I guess it was. It wasn't challenging like all the other schools. It wasn't like hard or anything. It's like always learning all the year one stuff and stuff like that. Oh, so, so oh, really? So the the stuff you was learning in so you're fifteen. The stuff you was learning was was not up to I guess your your um a curriculum or to where you were at. So you're fifteen. You 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 were you learning year one stuff at fifteen years old. Yeah, well, that's a bit weird. Why is why is that? I don't know. It's just the principal and the school. I've seen some good stuff happening up at Doomage. Now they've got culture there. Your cousin Randall's teaching dancing in the school and a bit of culture. is, I mean, that wasn't happening when you were there or was that sort of starting? Yeah, it wasn't happening when I was there because and at lunchtime we only just get like um, a sandwich at first lunch. But what, from the... From the, from the cafeteria. So do you have to pay for food at the school there? or is uh, it No, free? it's free. Really? Did your nana used to... I think, I think my mum... Her nana uh, was a, is a cook there and still probably is a cook at the Dumaji Hospital. Is that correct? Yeah. Dumaji yes. School, not hospital, school. Yes, and Nana Eunice. So Nana, nana Eunice and, and your nana, my mum, are both, both um, cooks. Let me just move this around so people can get a better look at us here. There we go. There we go. All right. You more want to stay with us? Yeah, okay, cool. So we're, we're, um, we're also going live on Facebook at the moment just to sort of give uh, some of our, uh, our listeners and audience out there uh, a, a look and insight into uh, Phoenix Rising, the Alec Dumaji Chronicles. Delray, tell me about um, your the current school you're going to and, and how you feel there now and, and why is this new school so so much better than where you were before? Uh, when I first got down to the school I was going in Brisbane, mm-hmm. I didn't know much. I didn't know where I was going or which class or what to do. Mm-hmm. I find it a bit hard. I didn't learn all these things at Dumaji School. And I never knew them, but over the time I started to learn new things and I started to get it and I started to pass all my grades. Really? So what's your favourite um, What's your favorite class at, at your new school? Um, art. <laughs> it's that. She's clicking this pen and I'm going... <laughs> so, so I'm going to take this off her. I'm taking the pen off you. All right. So your favourite... Um, Favorite class is art. Art. Why is why is art your favorite class? Um, I just love art since I was little. Really? Yeah. Um, so so tell me, is it something that you started out doing? Is your cousins doing that as well? Is your friends doing that, or where did this love of art come from? I just started doing it and looking at all the old paintings and my uncle's paintings. Really. From your mum's side, yeah, from my mum's side. Because, because I've got one of your one of your uncle's um, paintings here. Stop looking at Facebook. Don't worry about <laughs> Facebook. We don't. Don't worry about that. She's keep looking over at you, mom. I'm trying to get her to talk, and she's looking over there talking. Concentrate on this. So, tell me about your art. Like, um, I started art probably when I was probably ten or eleven. Yeah. Started to draw. Started to paint at the school at Dumuji. Hmm. I would just draw on my desk. <laughs> the teacher would tell me to stop drawing on my desk. <laughs> That's funny. I, I'm a terrible drawer. I can I can do stick figures like this. I'll show you. You want to see my art? It goes like this. Uh, boom. 
boom, 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 boom. That's pretty cool. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. And that's an Alec Dormagia art right there. Woohoo, woohoo. Um, so your favorite class is art. Tell me about, I guess, the the, the, the treatment or, or the um, the attention that they give you at this new school. Is it is it a multicultural school? Is there is there other nationality of kids there? And so you're go- currently going to a Brisbane school. Tell me yeah. about tell me about that. Um, it's got different nationalities like Asians, Islanders, Hispanics, and all those other nations. Is it is it good to be um, uh, around other nationalities and other heritage? Yes, I got a lot of friends who are different nationalities. Really? Yeah. T- tell me, tell me a couple of them. Who's one of your best friends um, that are different nation? I have a friend who's Asian. Yeah. And what's um, what's her name? I I, I assume it's a her. Uh, yep, Jasmine. Hello, Jasmine. How you going? Big hello from my daughter Bumbleider up here. Keep going. You can keep telling me. Who, what other friends you've got? Uh, another friend, but she's um, white. You've got a white girl as a friend? Yes. A white friend, Delray? Yes. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. We love white people. They're really good. So tell me about your white friend. Uh, Lainey, she's my best friend. So Lainey is your best friend. Yeah. And you don't see Lainey as white, do you? You just see her as your friend, don't yes. you? Yes. And and Lainey sees you as her as as her friend. Yes. Why is it that you think when people get older they start looking at one's colour and and the difference? I guess looking at you as an Aboriginal instead of as a person, and a, and a, and they, and judge you by the context of your character, content of your character. I don't really know why. Do you have you experienced racism at this new school? Um, not really. So you're telling me a school in Brisbane that you're going to, um. You haven't experienced racism. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I I just want to know about that. Talk, talk to me about racism. Talk to me about racism in this new school of yours. I don't think it's racist at all because mm-hmm. they're like sort of different people at their school coming from all over, and I don't think there's much racism there. So you're you're in a school in Brisbane where there's no racism. Um, uh, have you experienced racism in, I guess, society down in Brisbane? Have you come across people that are racist towards you, or have you walked into shops where uh, you look? Yeah. Um, so tell me about that experience. How did that make you feel? Um, probably unwanted and sad. I was walking into a shop one day, and I was uh, I, w- I was gonna buy a drink or something, and the lady wouldn't um, serve me. Really? Yes. Was she a white lady or was she a non-nationality? Cause she that, was white. There's, there's some races from other countries as well that aren't white, but they're also races. They're of, uh, you know, Indian or Pakistani or, or, or um, uh, you know, Asian descent. So there's there's also that same, I guess, a bit of racism from other nationalities as well. But she was a white lady. Yeah. Was this your first time experiencing racism or had you had you come into this before? Um, no, not my first time. So your first time experiencing racism, and was that recently? Um, no. So how long ago did this happen? Did this this incident? Um, probably last year. Okay, this is when you first came down. Yeah. All right. Have you experienced any others since? Um, no. Okay. Well, let's talk about some fun stuff. Let's talk about uh, the school holidays. It's the school holidays, and it's NADOC week this week. NADOC week, of course, the National Aboriginal and Islander 
day of celebration or week of celebration. We're going to call it Naywalk. 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 So tell me about Naywalk Week. What does it mean to you as an Aboriginal girl from the bush, got your culture, your your, your name, Bambalada? Tell me what does it mean and how much pride do you have when you see people celebrating and talking about our culture and who we are? I think it's just uh, neat that they're doing it to celebrate the owners of this land and stuff like that. Do you get asked a lot of questions from people in school? Um, yes, where I'm from. And I tell them I'm from the Gulf and Carpeteria mm. in a small town called Dumaji. What do they say after that? And they ask me what, what race I am, and I tell them I'm Aboriginal. <laughs> do they always, uh, I guess, um, uh, find a sense of pride when you talk to them about that? Yes. Well, Nawak Week, Nawak. National Week of Celebration. Um, let's talk about that. Uh, it's 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 been a, I guess a, a crazy um, uh, few days for us up here because you've been up here with me, hanging out and, and enjoying NADOC Week, and you with your two little sisters and with my mamie. Um, I, I want to know. Normally, if you're back home in Dumaji, what would you be doing during the holidays? Well, what's your What's your normal? I would just go fishing with my mom and dad. So you'd be fishing with mom and dad. Hunting for guana. And camping. Camping. Do you miss that? Yeah, sometimes I miss going camping. And I miss my cousins. Uh, which ones are those? Is that Tamisha, Alicia? and Samana. Yeah, I had them on the podcast. They came, just for you mob out there, my three nieces was on the podcast. They came on the episode Nieces. <laughs> so they're probably watching you now in Dumaji. Hey, girls. Um... This is your episode, Daughters. You are the oldest daughter of my younger brother, Garrick. So my my mum had two babies, myself, I'm mum's oldest son, and then she gave birth to my younger brother, Garrick, um, who we know as up in Homeworld, everyone knows him as Black Boy. You are his oldest daughter. Um, tell me about your dad and, and tell me about growing up with your mum and dad out bush and, and, and how, how, I guess, that affected, affects your life now. All I remember is just going out bush. I never went to school. Just been out bush on the homeland at Dry Creek and Fish River with my cousins, my aunties, and my uncles. One thing I know that you're really good at and that um, you grew up with is culture and dancing, especially dancing. Bambalati here has been dancing since she was a really little girl. I remember having her taking her to the Dreaming Festival in 2000. Four years old. You were four years She was four four years old, 2009, and performing at the Dreaming Festival. Tell me about that experience, if you can actually remember it. I can only remember a little bit of it. Yeah. We have my cousins. My, I remember we used to get up early out of the tents and practice in the cold, <laughs> get ready. What is what is your favorite dance? Which, which dance is actually your favorite? All of them. Oh, you love all of them? Yeah. Oh, really? I thought... Um, the Adamant song might have been your favourite or or the hip dance from the Mornington Mob. I think probably my favourite is the rooster. The rooster dance. Rooster, rooster. You mob know the rooster dance? If you don't, you got to see it. you got to experience it. So knowing all these dancers, performing all these dancers, is it something that you aspire to be? You want to be a professional Aboriginal dancer or you just or you, is that something that you'd like to go off maybe to join NASDA, which is, you know, down down south or Bangara Dance Company? Have you ever thought about maybe being an, a, a professional Aboriginal dancer? Um, yes. I just want to 
teaching Leonard to all the kids in my town. Can you have you learned some of the songs? How to sing? Sing some of the songs? Um, no, I I don't really know how to sing them. I know your cousin Randall has learnt a heap of them and is starting to learn new ones. So Randall, we're going to have to get you to teach uh, your cousin some of those songs. So tell, okay. Here's one thing I know about you as well. You, you love your culture. You love your bush tucker. What's your favorite bush tucker? It's hard to decide. Um, probably turtle. Really? Turtle? Turtle, the old Murnangu. Murnangu is the big old turtle, the, the long-necked turtle from the, uh, from the running water country of Anwanyi country. How do you cook a turtle? Uh, you um, crack the shell and get the guts out, and then you just... Heat it up on the flames and then throw it in the ashes. Really? Do you wrap them up in alfoil or you just uh, put it wrap it up in alfoil if you want to. Do you have to? Do you have to do anything brutal like break his neck or anything like that? Or uh, we have to cut it, cut his neck before it bites our hand. If he bites your hand, why is yeah. that? Well, you don't <laughs> want a missing hand. Oh. well, I, I I got a missing finger. Nah, I'm <laughs> yeah, just gammon. No, I'm just gammon. <laughs> So turtle is your favorite bush tucker. What do you like eating with turtle? Do you like Nana's damper or would you prefer a bread from the shops? Homemade damper. Nana's damper. My mum's damper is the best dampers ever. I mean, they're like, she should win a gold medal for her dampers. <laughs> I used to make stew and sell them at, at, the, at, a, um, at a festival or a place. Yeah. Sell them, and people will buy them, and I made six hundred dollars out of it. From what making nanas from nanas damper and yeah, stews. Stew. Really? Damn, we have to bring Nana down here to live with us. If you're watching back, the Nana we might, might need you and your your damper making skills. I'm trying to get us both in there. Is that better? Um, all right, we've 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 crossed off culture, dance. You like hunting? You like camping? Where's your favorite camping spot? What what place you like to go most when you're up home in Dumaji? You know, because we've got the Bujibal National Park, Wanyi Land, you've got Burktown and the Salt Flats and Old Doomadgee and Wombleby with its Gunga Little Land. Plus, you've got Gardawa Country up at Robinson and them area. Where's one? What's your favourite spot to go to? Probably back home to my country, Dry Creek. Gorumburu. Gorumburu is Bambalada's home. That's where she was born and raised out there. Me and uh, my brother Garrick, we were raised out there as well. Beautiful country on the Wanyi Gardawa Land Trust. Now, the land trust just over the Northern Territory border, and we got um, our fathers fought for that in the 1970s through the land rights movement, which was pretty much our civil rights movement here in Australia. And the Wine Yigata Land Trust, um, you know, we uh, they fought for it, and they won uh, ownership of that back in the early 19, uh, late 1970s, early 1980s. So tell me what's so, uh, I guess, powerful and, and what you love so much about being at a dry creek. I guess I just love being there because it's like I could feel part of so you can feel your grandfather spirit back on country. Yes, and like I could feel the rainbow surfing and all that. And yeah. just like the view when the sun comes over the hill. I love that too. I, I love rolling over the morning and you watch the, the sun coming up and you can see the, 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 the sunlight coming down the mountain on the on the China Wall on, on the big mountain. Yeah. And then the afternoons you watch the shade come across to cover us. Yeah. <laughs> I guess my favorite part is sitting around a fireplace and talking, listening to my dad tell me all the stories, what happened and how it came to be Dry Creek and all those stuff, mm. and about grandfather. What, what's, your favorite, what's your favorite story from, from your dad? Probably him and Dad Ricky. 
<laughs> he used to just tell me all the funny stories of what he used to have in his childhood and about his brothers and sisters. Yeah. He got some funny stories, and 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 Dad Ricky was a funny fellow too. We used to have some a lot of fun with him, but I even even I miss being out of Dry Creek with Nana and, and Dad and our family. Um, around a campfire. Do you worry about them now in this new day and age with this COVID thing going on, COVID nineteen, and the scare amongst our mob? Do you do you sit and worry about Mum and Dad and Nana and them? I'm not really worried because like Dumidi is not close to Brisbane or I think it's like far off. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, we've got a lot of medicine of our own out bush. We've got bush medicine. You know? Yeah. And plus our old people, they, they know how to eat and survive a lot of different pandemics. Yeah, I've been heard to keep going out camping. You guys want to stop now? <laughs> um, one thing also I love about you and, and, and that I find really fascinating, because you're only 15, um, but I remember this from when you were younger, that, that uh, you, you're into our cultural uh, spirituality and you're into our law and our ceremonies. You are a ceremony girl. You, you, you're, you're a young lady that has uh, danced at big ceremonies and especially um, big initiation men's ceremonies and stuff. Yeah. How do you feel being a, a, a young woman that has participated in some of the most powerful spiritual ceremonies of our tribes at home? I feel proud and happy. Mm-hmm. Because not, a, not most of the girls in my town know their culture. They're always asking me to dance. Yeah. All that stuff. And I was like, I'm glad I was born to be with my mom and dad. Y- your mom's also a culture woman. She's a proper law woman. She's got connection to Ganglita tribe and connections to Yanyala, um, Yanyala tribe over at Borolula. Tell me about your mom. I want to hear about mom Rosie, my sister. My sister Rosie is an amazing dancer and a proper, proper law woman as well. So tell me about Rosie. Um, she was kind to me. I loved her. She taught me how to dance, taught me what to do and what not to do and all those stuff. Mm-hmm. But most of the times I grew up with my auntie, Adele. You um, you, you miss Auntie Adele? Just for our, our listeners, you probably know that uh, my sister Adele last year in May, uh, she lost her life in Dumbaji at the Dumbaji Hospital. Um it's uh, very well documented that she lost her life due to systemic racism, institutionalized racism, and the treatment of the Numaji Hospital staff and the Queensland Health Service. They dismissed her. They ignored her. She was an inconvenience to them. And for three days, uh, she suffered in agony um, at the Numaji Hospital. And she, she died on the 30th of May 2020. Um, so you spent a lot of time with, with the Aunty Dell. Yeah. Tell, tell me about your time at Aunty Dell. I grew up with my cousins. I used to stay with them. I used to go camping with them, fishing when my parents couldn't take care of me or like for the holidays or stuff like that. I used to cry to stay with her all the time. And she looked after me. She told me how to be a lady, teach me and what not to do and stuff like that. What was your, what was, what's your favorite memory of her? Any, any funny memories that you have of Aunty Dell that you go, I just love that? I can't think of one. Probably when we was all, when we all went fishing and we got chased by a buffalo. <laughs> a, water, a, a water buffalo, yeah? I'm going to get you some. Was, was it the big water buffaloes? Yes. Yeah, let me get some water for you. It sounds like you're drying the throat. So when, I mean, last year was a hard year for our family. We, we lost, um, let me just pour this water for a second. There you go. I don't want you getting dry in the throat. 
um, when you lost your auntie Dell, um, and and you know it was very hard on our family. How did how did uh, how did you deal with that, and, and and how did you feel about everything that happened? I was sad. I couldn't believe that she was gone because she was a healthy young woman. What about your? I guess your relationship with your cousins, Tamisha and Alicia and Simona. Did you all help each other through that? Yeah, they ring me up every now and then. Uh, I saw them all over Facebook the other night with um, ball dresses on for the Dumaji uh, Nadok ball. Yeah, they was texting me in their dress, showing all, sending pictures. Like, that right, we wish you were here. It's like, okay. <laughs> they looked pretty deadly, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really nice. It's good to see that sort of positive stuff happening, um, especially after losing a mother in the last 12 months. And, and I know you were very close to, to Auntie Dell. Um, how do you how do you feel personally about the treatment you received from the Dumaji Hospital? How do you how do you process that? I was angry that they couldn't save her. Do you know why they couldn't save her? Do you, do you know? No, not really. Did anybody up Dumaji Hospital ever tell you what happened to your auntie? Or they couldn't. They was in grief. My mom rang me up one night saying that we lost my auntie, and I was like, "Which auntie?" And then she was like, "Adele." Mm. You remember us at the funeral and, and, and why I spoke the way I did? Yeah. Um, you know your daddy is going to always always fight for your girls and, and always fight for your auntie Dell. And, and, um, I guess that will lead me on to the next conversation, which is your sister. We, we lost your sister, Shakea, last year as well, um, only a few months after we, uh, we buried Johnny Dell. Um, just for all, all our listeners out there, I raised Shakaya as my daughter. She's my brother Terence's daughter, and and Delray I've helped raise her as well. And she's lived with us over the years, on and off, and she's back with us again. Um, <clears throat> so it was a hard year. We lost my sister, and then two months later, my seventeen-year-old, seventeen-year-old daughter Shakaya. Um, <clears throat> I was watching some videos last night of uh, we seen Shakaya and Delray dancing at the festival in 2019 in Burketown, the Gulf Country Frontier Days Festival. Tell me about your sister Shakea and, and how beautiful she was and how much, I mean, you, you obviously sure shared a really special bond with her. Uh, she was kind, she was bright, she was cheeky and happy. <clears throat> I want to tell you something that um, your Auntie Dell and your sister Shakea both shared. They both had a disease called rheumatic fever. Rheumatic fever is a heart disease that degenerates the heart valves and you have to have an operation to cut out your valves and they put in artificial valves and you have to try and live with this condition all your life. My sister Adele, who she's talking about, um, she had this condition. It started when she was only eight years old. She finally had an operation, I think about five or six years ago, where they, where they um, put in artificial valves and you have to have this tablet called warfarin where it thins out your blood to be able to pump through it. And it's a pandemic. It's a real pandemic amongst Aboriginal people. And it's it's a third world condition that should not be in this country, but it's very, very prevalent. And it's uh, every second Aboriginal person in Doomadji has this condition. And it's crazy during NAIDOC week. And it's crazy during this pandemic about COVID and everything else. No one seems to address rheumatic fever. Rheumatic fever is one of the biggest killers of Aboriginal people in this country. It killed... In Dumaji, two people last year, my sister Adele and also my daughter, Shakea. Um, the year before, Shakea's best friend, remember young Betty? Is it Betty? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, Auntie Norma Mick's daughter. Yeah, her. So she also died from the same condition. 
So within within about an eight nine month period, you had three people present themselves to the Doomsday Hospital and get turned away and dismissed and ignored, and they lose their lives. Um, if we're going to be talking about Black Lives Matter, if we're going to be talking about a better uh, a, a better way forward for our mob, let's address these pandemics that is problems in our communities. Rheumatic fever is a problem. Uh, I got told that it comes from overcrowding in houses, but it doesn't make sense because white people also overcrowd in houses and there's not a pandemic of rheumatic fever amongst white people. I then got told that it's some sort of uh, disease that's connected to the scabies virus and it gets into your bloodstream and that's how it degenerates. So, look, I'm not no medical expert, but I'm pretty sure a lot of other races get scabies as well, so that doesn't make sense. So I'm just trying to figure out how and where the rheumatic fever comes from. But um, for all you mob that's listening, do a bit of research around rheumatic fever and, and how much deaths in Aboriginal communities occur from, from, this, uh, from this event. Um, you was with me last year when we, yep. we lost uh, Shikaya here in the, in the MARTA Hospital at Brisbane. Um, obviously, she's only a couple of years older than you and, and you guys shared a lot of time together. Yeah, when uh, I was little. Well, even when you was big, you tell, me, tell me how much it hurt to see, you know, to lose your sister last year. It hurt so much because um, I just saw her laying there. Her body was swollen and all that. And it was hard seeing her, so I couldn't go back in. Mm. The videos we watched last night of you and her dancing at the festival is how I'd like to remember <coughs> remember, remember her and, and remember you as well, um, watching you both dance out there. Do you remember in 2019 at Birkdown? When all you mob danced and you were shining under the stars with yeah. your, your cousin Tamisha as well. Tell me about that experience, darling. It was neat. I was happy that I had my sister and my cousins there with me. And it was just amazing. Tell me one of your favourite things about the festival that we, we created at Burktown, the Gulf Country Frontier Days Festival. What, tell me how amazing and why was it amazing for you? Well, I get to be with my family and teaching my culture to and showing it to the rest of the people there. What about all the different uh, dancers that came from America, the Canadians, the Americans, the Maoris? How did you feel dancing with them? Mob? It was good to show off my culture and to watch them dance about their culture too. Mm. Did you learn any of their dances? Um, um, I only joined the Normanton dancers and I danced with them. True. The Mornington Island mob? Yeah, the Mornington Island mob. Which dance you did with them? Ah, the hip dance. <laughs> All right, the hip dance. I'm going to ask you something now that uh, that a lot of people probably don't know, but back in 2016, how old were you then? You would have been 10, 9, 8, probably younger? Six, 2016. It's 2021 now. So. You would, when we were living in Mullumbimby. 12. No, you no, were. 11. Yeah, you were way younger. Eleven. Hang on, sixteen. That's five years ago. So how old are you now? So you'd have been ten. Ten, fifteen. Uh, fifteen. <laughs> you're fifteen now, but back then you'd. Yeah, been but I'm turning sixteen. Oh, okay. You're turning sixteen. When's your birthday again? November the fifth. November the fifth. Okay. All right. November fifth. We'll get a long way to go. No, no presents yet. So anyway, back in 2016, a, a, a very famous singer-songwriter called Rob Thomas, who was the lead singer for Matchbox 20, uh, made a bit of a, a, a deal of himself or a fool of himself down in Melbourne when he said something that came across as racist. And, um, and the entire world went after him, especially Australia, because um, he made this joke that uh, came across 
uh, like this. He, he told his joke um, on stage that uh, when him and his wife comes over from uh, New York, he starts drinking, and he drinks so much that he gets so drunk that he thinks he's an Aussie. Um, and everyone went, yeah, we like drinking, we're Aussies. And then he said, I drink so much, I keep drinking halfway there because it's a 20-hour trip. Keep drinking until I think I'm a black Aussie. And people went, ooh, he's being racist. He's doing this and doing that. Um, everyone went after him. Uh, and, and I reached out to him. I said, brother, we'd love to speak with you. We'd love to uh, show you my film, Zach Ceremony, um, and sit with you. And he, he accepted the invitation. Remember that? Remember when he accepted the invitation and he was with us? He also invited us to his show at um, the Mount Cotton Winery there in Brisbane. Uh, we took him to uh, as a screening the next day after the winery. Remember his show? Did you go to his show? Yep. What do you think of Rob Thomas on stage? Uh, after the show, I said to him, I love you more than Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember. <laughs> Rob Thomas, Bambalada loves you more than Beyonce. That's pretty cool. you got to be happy with that. Um you're not better looking than Beyonce. I got to say that, my brother. I still listen to her songs. Really? What's your favorite Rob Thomas song? No, uh, I'm talking about Beyonce. Oh, you still listen to Beyonce? Okay. Oh, well, maybe, maybe you're not that good, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> so after the show on the Monday, I remember we took him and did a private screening with Rob Thomas at the Chanel Theatre there at the UQ, the University of Queensland, and you you were with us, yeah. and we, we remember that. And Mum Amy was pregnant with with Bella, with Dixie. Um, then we went to lunch with Rob, and we took him to the park, and we. We, we cleansed him and, and we embraced him as a brother and you as an you embraced him as an uncle and 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 you as our little spirit healer you helped heal him and and hold his head and blow his ears and we smoked him and we gave him safe passage in this country tell me how did it feel to help someone that you didn't even know but you knew that needed our protection and our help while he traveled through our country felt strong and proud to do it would you do it again yes how was Rob to you to your face? How did because you you and him got on really well. You, like before I met him or after? Well, after you met him that day when we were hanging out with him. I was happy and walking around and smiling more. <laughs> I got to tell you that after the day when you held his head, um, just for our listeners out there, uh, Delray or Bambalade is is one of our little uh, what we say is a clever girl. She she can heal people and. And one of the things she did for Rob was she healed him from some of the pain that he was going through and gave him safe patches and protection when he go, went through our country. And she held his head. And, and I got to tell you, on the plane from Brisbane to Perth to his next show, he started writing songs that he thought he never had before. He's been, he's been writing profound songs and really in-depth songs about Australia and about Aboriginal people ever since. And we still stay in contact. I still talk to him. And, he, and he's actually, believe it or not, he's written a song called Bumbalata about you. Did you know that? No, I never heard of it. You never heard of it? Maybe I should play it for you. Should we, should we play it for you at the end of this? Um, yeah. Because I was going to play um, um, another track, but we could, we could, we could do that. We, we could play Bumbalata, yeah? Okay. All right, let's do that. So tell me a little bit about, okay, you've, you've met this famous fella. Have you met any other famous people? Hmm. Mm. Let me think for you. I reckon you met a couple. You met Casey Chambers. Troy Cassadaly. I met them when I was like only one. <laughs> you met Jean Braverock, who's the star of Wonder Woman, the big Blackfoot chief in Wonder Woman. Did you know that? Yeah, I know that. I know that. Okay. What do you want to become? What's your dreams and what's your aspirations as a young Aboriginal woman in this country? What does Bumbalata want, uh, dream of becoming? Well, I want to be an artist. Well, just, just a, a, a painter. No, I want to be like different artists, like a painter, a drawer, and a dancer. 
and to dance. That's real art. That's that's actually a proper real art. I'm I'm very proud that that's what you want to do. So let's work towards that and actually get to t- get you towards that. I don't want to travel around the world. Don't worry, we can make that happen. We can make that happen very easily. Uh, what's what's what destination would you like to go to? I just want to go around the world. Anyway, America to famous places. America, Canada, Paris, uh, Hollywood. Well, Hollywood's in America. It's in LA, so maybe we can make that happen. I'll tell you what. Um, what's next for you? You you you're about to go back to school again. Yes. Mm-hmm. At the end of this year, I want to get my license. You want to get your license? Yes. Have you have you got a car in mind that you'd like to buy? What's what's your favorite car? Because you watched Fast and Furious the other day. <laughs> Growing up, I only knew all the car. I like all the cars my dad like. So that would be old Toyotas. Yes. Toyota. I want a Toyota for that bush. A Trayback or a Troopy. <laughs> What was that? Someone said it didn't work. We're trying to watch this Facebook Live stuff, but we're going to keep doing what we're doing here. Um, all right. Is there anything else you want to say to our mob out there? This is the first little episode of Daughters, Delray Bumbalada. How did you, did you like this experience, being able to talk and, and try and get through there? I know you're a bit nervous. Yeah, and usually not a good talker. Well, we're going to have to change that because I want you to learn how to do radio because this could be a good medium for you to go around the world with. Oh, when I was little, I wanted to be a DJ. <laughs> really? What's, what's your favorite sort of music? Yo, you still like Beyonce? Obviously, Rob Thomas is one of your favorite. Um, what about... Pop. Uh, pop. Like, uh, who? And country songs. Country songs. I like me some country songs. Um, Brooks and Dunn, some George Strait and Alan Jackson. You always uh, hear me um, singing, Cowgirls Don't Cry. <laughs> <laughs> Cowgirls Don't Cry. All right, look. Um, well, it's almost 40 minutes already. That's a, that's a really good chat we've had. Uh, is there anything else you want to say before we let you go on uh, Phoenix Rising, the Alec Dumaji Chronicles, hanging with his daughter here, Bumbalada Delray? Yeah. Mm, not really. All right, since you're here, we're gonna, I'm going to do something that I, I really shouldn't do, but I'm going to do it anyway. This is a song written especially for you by Rob Thomas. This is a song called Bumbalada, which is your name, right? You want to hear it? Yeah. All right. You more about that want to hear it? All right, here we go. This is Rob Thomas. Hasn't been released yet. You never know. We'll... Uh, Talked to him about releasing it. This is a song he writ he wrote after you uh, ceremonially blessed him, gave him safe passage, held his head and blew his ears, and got all those bad juju, all those bad spirits away from him, and you protected him while he's in Australia. So, you want to quickly send out a message to Rob and tell tell him how much we miss him and love him down here. Um, we miss you and love you, and I hope to see you again in the future. And bring back this song and play it live for all the mob in Australia. This is Rob Thomas, Bumbalada. Phoenix Rising, the Alec Dumji Chronicles. Thank you for joining us. Here we go. They're ready. Wide awake and dreaming Somewhere in the distance Pretty little girl with older eyes Is dancing around in circles Like the universe is watching And I can only say she might be right Oh, dance from Balada Tell me a story, oh, dance from louder, no need to worry I'm waiting for this moment, just to meet you, is it showing? Oh, dance from louder, dance We are only stories, every one of us a vessel Moving from the past to where we are 
But it's never in a straight line Cause life is how we spend our time So if you live, you never waste your time Oh, dance from Malawi Tell me a story, oh Dance from Malawi No need to worry I'm waiting for this moment Just to meet you, is it showing? Oh, dance from Malawi Oh, that's from the ladder. That's from the ladder.